All right, guys, it's time to dive in and deep dive on the Sydney Thunder. We're going to talk how we see this 11 playing out, who gets the best super coach roles, squad news, our hot and cold picks, and much more. Let's you are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, welcome back to the Insight BBL show on the Insight Podcast Network. I am the Supercoach Brain, and you can find me on X at SC underscore Brain. And Mickey Dell, the big horse, is in the house with me. How you going, mate? What's what's good? Uh, not much. We've just finished our preview of the Hobart Hurricanes, and we spoke about how disgusting their draw was and their schedule. And we move on to the Sydney Thunder, who are not that much better, and coincidentally played just as many games as Hobart in the first six rounds. Definitely not for me, Don. It's it's tough, isn't it? Because we've had you know, there's a couple of teams in here that have some really fantastic super coach options as players, but the schedule's really kind of handcuffing us on on picking these guys in round one with so many teams on the double. So Sydney Thunder fall into that trap, unfortunately. Uh, so we'll we'll talk through them. We'll talk through our thoughts on on their players. I know there's a few or a couple at least that are very popular. So we'll talk, give you our thoughts on those but before we do the show is brought to you by the standard squeeze ryan from astute newstead and bonus bank so we'll shout out to those guys on the pod very soon and make sure to hit the like button and hit subscribe and if you're listening to us of course on audio whether it's spotify apple google podcasts all you need to do is hit follow and leave us a review and uh if you're not in the unlimited group for insight bbl yet jump in 482267 is the code we're going to be giving away a supercoach champions ring as we do in every single Supercoach competition for the overall winner. And of course, we're going to be giving away weekly prizes for the top scorer in the league, courtesy of the Standard Squeeze. Now, mate, the Thunder, the, I'm a Thunder supporter. I'm a Western Sydney boy. Um, you know, I, I, I want these guys to truly do well, and we, we do have a couple of really nice options here. But let's, before we dive into the 11, let's talk ins and outs. Now, Cam Bancroft is an interesting one, isn't he? Because that's a really nice little pickup for Sydney Thunder. He he was in some good form there for the Perth Scorchers last year, and they've acquired him and probably will use him at the top of the order. Yes, yeah, spot on. He's really nice with the stick, isn't he? And he's able to manipulate his game in order to be relevant in the Supercoach world with T20s as much as, as we know him to be that real dogged opening batsman in Test cricket. So big kudos to him. And Zaman Khan from Pakistan, our other in. Yeah, so um, we'll talk about the 11 very soon. But outs, mate, they've lost Brendan Doggett. He's gone across to the Adelaide Strikers and might find himself in with a game in round one if Wes Agar's not fit. So we'll, good luck to him. Sam mm-hmm. Whiteman, has uh, he, he's gone uh, to the Perth Scorchers. Back home for Sam Whiteman. So nice little smart move from him, really. Riley Russo, they haven't got back in the draft. Um, they've got Faruqi as well. They've lost him and Usman Kadir. So those guys kind of played bits and pieces roles throughout last year for the Thunder. So they lose all of those guys as well. But, I mean, are there really any big losses from the ones we just mentioned? No. I was expecting Riley Russo last year to be better than what he was. But apart from that, this team's still pretty strong on paper. For sure. Now, um, mate, uncontracted so far from the BBL, we've got Ben Cutting, who hasn't been offered a contract, which I'm really surprised about. I thought Ben Cutting would yeah. be on someone's radar this year. Has to be. Has to be. The man is hes awesome. Can hit a long ball. He can bowl. He can bowl death overs. He's a good all-round cricketer, and he can field really well. Yeah, quality all-round cricketer. Um, Baxter Holt, 
uncontracted as well, Toby Gray and Ross Pawson as well. So uh, no no luck for those guys, unfortunately. It doesn't seem to be needed this year. But, um, mate, before we dive in, we'll give Bonus Bank a very quick shout-out, a, a sponsor Bonus Bank. They're actually Australia's number one matched betting site. So match betting in Australia is Australia's most profitable side hustle. You can take advantage of bookmaker bonus bets. So uh, it'll basically give you a lot of education and a lot of videos and, and tutorials to use so that you can understand how to utilize your bonus bets and your deposit matches and things like that, different promos, to be able to make risk-free money. So uh, fantastic little product there. And it's free to join as well, which is cool, so you don't need to outlay any cash and you can make your first 75 bucks on bonus bank so uh even better if you then want to go and take it to the next level you can upgrade to a premium account and use the code insight and you'll get 25 percent off your first month of any of their premium prescriptions so um go and check them out and uh we thank them for, for supporting the show now mate let's talk predicted 11s because the, obviously we're a little bit handicapped with schedule again as we were with the hobart hurricanes who opens the batting for you, mate? I think it's Alex Hales and Cameron Bancroft. So talk about Alex Hales. He, he's been a bit of a stalwart at the top of the order in the past, hasn't he? 125K, priced at an average of 40.6. We know he doesn't bowl. His average, sorry, he's owned by 10% of teams. And Cameron Bancroft, 158K, only owned by 5% of teams. But their low ownership, I reckon, or for me, is because of the poor schedule they have to start the year. For sure. It's a no-brainer. People aren't silly, you know, and, and they're going to do their research and they see that when they've got singles for the first three rounds into a double, into another single, into a buy, it's just not ideal for super coach purposes. Um, you know, you might be able to stash one of these guys on the bench and there's a couple of guys I don't mind at a really cheap price that I would stash uh, because you can keep them there for the round four double. They are going to obviously in round three go up in price like a couple of other teams as well. So that might be a, a very quick look to see who's gonna who's on the bubble in round three, knowing that the Thunder will then have a double in round four. So they could be a target around that round three mark to to lead into then get getting rid of them before they buy. Now they finished the season with a one one two as well. So I can imagine that guys like Daniel Sams. Uh, potentially a guy, depending on how Tanvi Sanger goes this year, I'm pretty high on him. Um, Alex Hales won't be around at the back end. He's ILT20 contracted, so he'll be off, um, mm -hmm. which might open the door for a guy like Matt Gilks from last year. Uh, Ken Bancroft, depending on whether he's in and around the test squad as well, he's a conversation, uh, I'm sure, at a higher level. So there's going to be a lot of guys that we're talking about in round nine to finish mm -hmm. off to try and kind of come home with a wet sail, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely, and that's where these guys become relevant because, what, the first six games, as we said earlier, they've got the same amount of games as Hobart. They've got a triple one, then a two-game week, a one, and then a bye. So if you've got someone that's playing well, say, for example, Tanvir Singh at 88 point, uh, 83K, sorry, and he plays well those first couple of games and he's got a decent price rise coming, you're not going to have to break the bank in order to get him in to cash in on that. No, no, you're not at all. I, like, I really like him. We'll talk about him soon. But uh, Alex Hales and Bancroft to open up. We've got Jason Sanger at three. He missed a bit of time last year due to that dislocated elbow, I think it was, or it might have even been a broken or fractured forearm or something like that, yep. trying to take a catch. Pretty stiff, and but but I like him. He's a he's a quality top-order bat. Uh, 113K is nice as well. A little bit of a discount. Just unfortunately, like we mentioned, not an option to, to start. Ollie Davies, though, at 117K. We've seen how devastating this guy can be with the bat in hand and is also a quality fielder. What are your thoughts on him? He's 5% owned at the moment. Bat only, no dual position, obviously. Doesn't bowl. But 
it's a nice price for a guy you could take a punt on potentially coming into round three or four, isn't he? Spot on. Yep. And as you just said, really good in the field. Can hit a really long ball and really destructive with the bat when he's on. But we're talking about someone that's the same price as Glenn Maxwell here. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah, Isn't it? yeah. Um, I, I can I can certainly say that I would rather pick Maxwell based on the yeah. fact that he's just bashed a two hundred in ODIs. So casual. Um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, he wasn't even moving his feet when he did it. Yeah, no. Yeah, just yeah. get him in your team. We haven't Poor even man. done the stars preview, but you just get him in your team. Yeah. Um, mate, Alex Ross probably fits in at five here. He's done a lot of that middle order kind of stabilization anchor role, I guess, for for teams that he's played in at the past, and and he's played with the Thunder for a bit now, and he plays that role really well. So yeah, he does. Yeah, he um, does. Only eighty five k. You're just not going to go there. But but the guy that you would be very tempted by, and it looks like a few super coaches have, is Daniel Sams. Dual position bat bowl one sixty two point five k. Twenty two point three percent owned at the minute as as of recording. Now coming off a fifty two point five average last year. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, no, I'm not. Not at all with Daniel Sams. He's um. 162k bat bowl. He is nice. He does bowl death overs. He can make runs. But when we speak about the schedule again, it's three games in three weeks. Yep, there's better out there at that price. So if he's playing well, by all means, you can look to get him in before his double game week in round four. But to start with, I'm not touching any of these players, mate. It sucks, doesn't it? I want Daniel Sams in my team so much, but I just can't do it at that price with the single game weeks. So. Yeah. Unfortunate. I would recommend that the 22.3% probably rethink the way that their squad looks because 160K is a lot <laughs> to pay for a guy who's only going to suit up once for you per week for a while. That's right. Talk to me about number seven. Yeah, Nathan McAndrew, um, more obviously known for his bowling, but can use a stick when he is required. And again, we talked about the depth or the, the lack of batting depth at Hobart. I'm talking, I'm, I'm having a similar conversation here with Sydney Thunder. Nathan McAndrew is a number nine for me. Um, sure, he can bat, but like you've got to have a couple of better options at seven and eight. Like McAndrews and uh, Chris Green, uh, who I've got in this predicted 11 at the moment. And I mean, we're, we're leaving out guys like Blake Nicotaris for obvious reasons. Liam Hatch is a bowler. Matty Gilks with the gloves would become relevant if Cam Bancroft ever ended up disappearing, getting injured, getting selected for Australia. But... Yeah. Oh, it's a tough, it's a it's a tough lower order here. McAndrews, Chris Green, Gorinda Sandu, who isn't terrible, but definitely isn't known as a bat. Tanvi Sanger and Zaman Khan. Like, there's a lot of uh, tail in this tail end order, isn't there? Oh, there's a lot of tail here. The same as Hobart. Nathan McAndrew at seven. Yeah, you're just not going there, are you? And like we've seen in Shield cricket, where he's batting at nine and ten. Same with Chris Green. He's been used as a number eleven before. You've Effectively got five players in the 11 who have all batted 9, 10, 11 before, which, which isn't good. If you lose quick early wickets, then, you know, then Alex Ross and Daniel Sams and the likes become very relevant. So it would be good to keep an eye on how their top order are batting to, to start the year and what sort of form they're in. But again, that's an extremely long tail. Yeah, I think they may have a roster spot available, so it'll be interesting to see over the next three weeks who they sign. There's a couple of squads that aren't yeah. complete yet. They might be looking if, to get a bit of depth in their batting order. Yeah, if they're looking for someone, 
I know Ben Cutting hasn't been signed yet. Would he be someone that would fit into this team fairly well? Well, I mean, he was contracted last year for them. So mm. it would make sense, wouldn't it, to get the man back in the side. He can, you know, bowl decent overs through the middle of the innings, hits a long ball. Uh, he'd probably be the perfect num but number seven, really. Then everyone can slide down one. It's mm -hmm. just the problem becomes who do you drop there out of McAndrew, Green, Sandu, Sanger, and Khan? You know, they're, they're all decent bowlers. So you've just got a copy hit there as to who you, who you drop. Now, from a super coach perspective, McAndrew and Green both had really good years last year. They averaged north of 50, super coach-wise. So they're priced at 160, which just is no, no absolute no touch for me. That's way too expensive for what you're going to get back from those guys. Mm -hmm. um, Gorinda Sandu will have the death overs, I, I am assuming, with Zaman Khan is my guess. McAndrew can bowl at the death as well, but I, I assume it's going to be Sandu and Khan that get the death overs. Gorinda Sandu becomes a really intriguing option when that kind of schedule opens up there around 3-4. Because he will get junk wickets at the end of the innings. I can guarantee you this. He's got a really good off-cutting slow ball, bowls well at the end, and he also reverses the white ball pretty well at the back end of the innings. He bowls a really yeah. good reverse swing in Yorker. Yeah, nice. I have to keep an eye out for that. I haven't seen that out of him. Yeah, so Tanvi Sanger is the guy I'm hot on, mate. I really like Tanvi Sanger. This guy's super talented. Maybe I just love all the leggies in the competition. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a predisposition <laughs> for me, but yeah. um, 83.8K, cheapest chips. Didn't play last year, obviously, but he's 21% owned for a reason. He's got a strike rate of 13 with the ball in T20s. He essentially averages two wickets a game, basically, in his four overs. And he only, as a leg spinner, goes for seven and a half runs per over, which is incredibly good economy rate for a, for a leggy in a T20 where you're essentially targeted when you're bowling spin in these formats. 100%. And for me, my if we're talking about players who we like that play in similar positions, I love hitting bombs. So I'm going Ollie Davies, mate, 100, 117K. He can, he can swing the willow and he's really good in the field, unlike myself, where I tried to go fine leg to fine leg and hide as much as I could. So if he starts hot, then he's coming into my team once the schedule opens up. For sure. And Daniel Sams is always going to be a watch because I think if he starts red hot for the first two games, this 22% are going to be in the top 22%. I can tell you that much. But uh, he's going to be a target round three. Because you're going to want to take advantage of the cash gen if he starts with a couple of hundreds or something like that and goes big. His role is mm -hmm. outstanding. Take away the schedule. He's probably one of the first picked in my team if they started off on a double. So, um, yep. It's just a shame. It is. It is. Batting six, though, and bowling four overs and, and guaranteed. Oh, actually, you know what? Daniel Sams probably bowls the death overs with Sandu. Um, yeah, Khan will probably be that. first yeah. change. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's an oversight. But yeah, Daniel Sams definitely gets the death overs and he's incredibly nifty with it and also hits a big bomb at six. So um, it's just, a sh yeah, the schedule sucks. So we mm -hmm. can we can probably move past it for now. But maybe in round three when we do a weekly wrap-up or, uh, sorry, weekly wrap-up for round two or the preview for round three, we might be talking about Daniel Sams as a must-have. Yeah, potentially. Let's see how this goes. Um, maybe. We mentioned quickly, Hatcher misses out, Nikotaris misses out, Gilks I don't see sliding into this team unless they use Cam Bancroft in the field, which has been done in the past in multiple formats. He's actually a really good fielder, Cam Bancroft, and they use Gilks to bat at seven to strengthen the batting a little bit and he'll take the gloves and then everyone slides and they drop a bowler. So that, that could realistically happen because at the moment I'm looking at six bowlers here from six to 11 and someone's not going to bowl four overs and they're all capable of it. So uh, maybe 
maybe we're off the mark here a little bit. Maybe they do add in a Gilks at seven there and strengthen the batting a little bit. Yeah, and the other one that they've got who won't play at all will be David Warner. We've seen that his wish is to play at the Test Series and retire on his own terms this year. So he'll, he'll spend the season or the, the summer with the Australian Test team into retirement. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, mate, that's a Sydney Thunder. Unfortunately, again, not too many amazing options for us, but um, you know we'll be talking about them as we go throughout the year when their schedule opens up into that double round, uh, double game round in in round four. But mate, to start sure. the season, I'm I'm steering clear. Envy Sanger though could be a bench option. You just put him there for the cash gen uh, potentially. He's probably the only guy I would look at just purely based on price. But mate, any um any final words for the Thunder before we wrap up? No, unfortunately, with the scheduling. Um, it's a no-go for me. There's no real price, Jen, that's going to really come unless you've got someone going really large the first two rounds. The back end of the year, we've mentioned it's a 1-1-2 and finishing the year with a double game week. I believe it's the only team with a double game week in the last round. So keep an eye on this team throughout the, the season. See who's playing well. And it may be the difference at the back end of the year between you winning or losing your league. It could very well be. Um, but, mate, that'll that'll do us. Thanks for watching, guys. And, of course, if you haven't yet, please hit subscribe and hit like on the episode. We would appreciate it. And if you are listening to us on audio, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever it is you get your podcasts, hit follow and leave us a review. That'll do. We will see you for another team preview very soon. Until then, you've been listening to an Insight Fantasy Sports podcast. Peace out. Horse out. <laughs>